The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead and Barbecue. It is Tuesday plus Wednesday plus Thursday. It's not Tuesday, it's Thursday. It's the 24th, though, of March. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here from the Low-T Center Studio. It is Thursday. There we go. There we go. Woo! Such a better morning than it was weather-wise today than it was yesterday, the day before. We got a nice one, according to the professionals, the weathermen and the weatherwomen. We have a nice one here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Big good morning. Mrs. Mang. They better watch out. Mrs. Mang. Bang said, we here. Two words. We we here. The Memphis Grizzlies showing the NBA world that they are more than capable of winning the whole championship. They are the team to be in the West with Chris Paul dealing with injuries. Steph Curry dealing with injuries. They are the team. And the Grizzlies proved that without John Morant as Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant put on an offensive show, and it still wasn't enough to beat the Grizzlies. It was a fun game. It was a fun, fun game. And the Grizzlies really have a great team from top to bottom. Everybody sees John Morant. They know about Jaron Jackson Jr. They're starting to become aware of Desmond Bain, one of the league's best three-point shooters. But, man best backup point guard in the league and Tyus Jones he was tremendous last night DeAnthony Melton cramming on folks and going six of eight from three as well Steven Adams is a hoss I love me some Steven Adams Brandon Clark couldn't miss knocking down shots and KD's face it was, it was a really cool day for Memphis yesterday I, I know a lot of our listeners probably care less but it, it was a it was a cool day for Memphis in the spotlight ESPN did an all-access in Memphis yesterday to highlight the Grizzlies, and it was the first time ESPN had did an all-access look into a team in, in a long time, in a, in a very long time. They had first take. Stephen A. was live from Memphis. Not sure what he was talking about with all the Elvis billboards because people in Memphis and from Memphis don't think about Elvis near as much as he tried to make it out to be. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Northerners, man. Yep. He he just don't know. He thinks of Memphis. He thinks of Elvis. But Memphians do not think of Elvis in that way. I, I saw a lot of Memphis folks on my timeline talking about, I've lived here 30 years and never been to Graceland. <laughs> we, we, we took all these field trips, Civil Rights Museum, Grizzlies games, the Memphis Zoo, growing up, never went to Graceland. Man, so never. that was funny. You know, it's always funny when somebody – a prominent person comes to town and they're doing TV or whatever and they they come to, to your city and, and they're they're trying to put on for the city. They think that they're putting on for the city and they say something inaccurate and trying too hard. <laughs> yeah, and then social media gets after them. That was fun. But it was cool. It it was really cool to see Memphis uh get some spotlight. I, I loved what Kendrick Perkins said on uh what what's the NBA today with Malika Andrews. He said if you if you don't like Memphis, it's cause you uppity. And that's right, Kendrick. Talk to him, Perk. I like it. If you don't like Memphis, it's because you uppity. Looking at you, Nashville. Mm. Looking at you, Nashville. No, but I, all jokes aside, it, it, as I continue to say, really cool day for Memphis yesterday. Man, maybe Josh Heupel can get ESPN and Kirk Herbstreet and all them boys over here to Knoxville doing all access mm. looking to the Vols. We ain't done nothing yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't want that... I don't want no attention right now. Well, speaking of Kirk Kerbstreet, what'd you think about uh, his news? He's going to continue to have his roles in college football, game day, and Saturday night on ABC with, was it Reese Davis or, or Chris, Fowler? Chris Fowler? I get Chris Fowler and Reese Davis mixed up so much. To me, they are the same person. They look the same, sound the same. Uh, you, you really have to sit down and think, which one is which? But on top of all his college football duties, he's going to be doing Thursday night football with with Al Michaels on uh, Amazon Prime. I, th- I thought that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that duo. Kerr was one of the best in the business. So, 
the NFL should want him. But yeah. I, I hope that he never leaves college football. He 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 is college football in a in a sense. He he is the Dick Vitale of college football. I mean, he he is he is a key, I think, a name, face, voice that is synonymous with college football for sure. I agree with you, and um, this is awesome for him, man. That means he's making more money. He got to make some more money to live in Nashville. With them prices going up, so this is good for Kirk. Kirk is one of my favorite. Um, guys in the business, so I'm glad that he is bringing his talents over to the NFL side because they are they are needed for sure. Yes, That's sir. big time. I'm excited about the new NFL broadcasts oh, yeah. that are lined up. Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck going over to ESPN to call Monday Night Football. I, I love Lewis Riddick, as we have talked about plenty of times here on the show, so I, I will miss hearing Lewis Riddick on a game. But Steve Levy and Brian Greasy, I didn't think they were bad, but they just didn't move the needle for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear Aikman and Buck because obviously they are terrific. So Monday Night Football is going to be awesome. Thursday Night Football with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet going to be awesome. I love Mike Tirico. He He's one of my absolute favorites. For sure. Especially play-by-play. So I, I would assume that it's going to be mostly Mike Tirico and <clears throat> Chris Collinsworth. Going forward, Al Michaels getting a, a little older, and you've seen the last year or so where he's not calling as many games and Mike Tirico filling in here and there. But those Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games, A-plus broadcast teams. NFL finally got it right. No more booger mobiles and hockey guys calling NFL games. It's going to be fun. Ball, Grizz, Cubs says watching Kyrie in person is wild. Every shot looks like it's going in. Did, did you go to the game? Sounds like it. Yeah, sure does. Says uh, nobody here in Memphis goes to Graceland. So, sounds like uh, Vol Grizz, Cubs is, is based out of uh, Memphis. Oh, by the way, Vol Grizz, Cubs, thank you for Anthony Rizzo. I appreciate you. Hope you have a good Thursday. Go Grizz. It's good for, it's good for the state of Tennessee, some people don't think Memphis is, is in Tennessee, so um, but it it is. And as if Chattanooga's not almost in Georgia. Exactly. I mean, you basically t- take take one step and you are in in Georgia. So, um, folks have this this I don't know this complex about Memphis, and they only want to claim Memphis when it comes to. Trying to get a five-star recruit from Memphis <laughs> or a four-star player from Memphis. Oh, now you now you want to be Memphis's friend. Kennedy Chandler, Jabari Small, Barry Thomas, Cam Miller. We love Memphis now. <laughs> we love Memphis. The home of the great Drew Richmond, that's real D from the 423 points out. D already playing. Not even 15 minutes in, and, and, and D's already playing. Yeah, he need to stop D. But Kyrie is amazing. I I Hate that he is an unlikable character. Not not that he's necessarily a bad dude or anything, but just he, he, he vibes different than, than most people. He he definitely beats to his own drum. Um, so I, I hate that he is uh, not not the most enjoyable person to root for. I guess you could say, but he is one heck of an offensive talent and, and fun to watch play basketball. Yeah, top five talent talent in the NBA. I mean, he is, he is unreal. I have never seen anyone handle the ball the way he handles the ball at the NBA level. Um, he can get his own shot anytime he wants to. He is clutch as all get out. You think about his, his game-winning shot. Game seven in the NBA Finals a couple years ago when um, they beat the Warriors. He's with the Cavaliers with LeBron. So if you want to watch just a talent, you turn on the television when Kyrie is playing. But, um, you know, there's some off the field, off the court, Things that people are rubbed the wrong way with with Kyrie, so it is what it is, right? It be what it be. It is what it is, and it be what it be. Absolutely, absolutely. Memphis, gotta love all of it or none of it. And last time I checked, Memphis is in the state of Tennessee. You better get your mind right. Some of us are just true Tennesseans, and and, and we care about Memphis Grizzlies basketball 
all the way to East Tennessee State Athletics. Well, as long as they're not playing Tennessee. As yeah. long as it's not the Memphis Tigers and the and the Villanova Commodores, we'll claim you. <laughs> Villanova Commodores. <laughs> and, and, and right now, UT Martin football is on my on my back pocket list. <laughs> hey, didn't 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 uh, Vanderbilt add the star back with the new without the v? without announcing it? Yeah, try to sneak it in there. They, try, they think they slick. Just go back to the logo that it was. It looked fine. I I thought somebody on on Twitter. I can't remember who said it. I thought they summarized it perfectly. Is like the the logo when you saw the Vanderbilt logo, you knew that was Vanderbilt. Now, like we talked about, it looks like Valpo's V. It looks like Villanova's V. Well, there's another school that it that it looked like they had Virginia. It. Virginia. It looks more like Virginia than any anybody's to me. And and now you got to like stop and think. Oh, what which V does that one? What what school does that V belong to? It, it, it is not synonymous, and maybe that's because it just got released. But I I just. I don't understand the, the sake of changing things just to change things. Did, did, did we ever find out why they decided to go with the new logo, new uh, branding? It's, it's to be relevant. That's, 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 I think it that's, made them less relevant. Yeah. No, I, uh, again, like the star and, and the V, not that it's akin to the, the Power T or the Script A or the Georgia G, but, I mean, it kind of already stood out. When people saw that, people thought of Vanderbilt. Now They're not going to do that right now for at least – Several years, I think. I don't be thinking about Vanderbilt at all. Um, well, I do because we play them in every sport multiple mm. times a year. Um, but I, outside I, of that, I, I that mostly consumes my life. But outside of that, I, I, I feel you. I, I get your point. Then, like we said, no decision they make athletically ever makes sense. <laughs> Big news going on in in uh, college football, like it does every single day. It's never a dull moment. But the NFL kind of stole the show yesterday. Major, major blockbuster trade. The Kansas City Chiefs sent Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five, five picks. And Tyreek Hill is going to be the highest paid wide receiver ever in NFL history. And um, last time I checked, a team that spent this type of money for wide receiver, they haven't won. The Dolphins now have the fastest Receiver duo, probably in the history of the NFL, with Jaden, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill. Oh my goodness! That Both. offense is loaded all of a sudden. Now, if they just get a quarterback that can throw the ball to them consistently, then um, they might have something. Yeah, and I, I still have some hope for Tua. My my stock in Tua has definitely taken a hit over. The last couple of years, I, I don't see how it couldn't for somebody, but I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him. It, it would not surprise me one bit if he turned into a really good quarterback this season or or next season. I, I don't think that that would be crazy, especially when you look at all the the talent around him. You mentioned Tyreek Hill, obviously, and Jalen Waddle. Cedric Wilson's there. Yeah, Cedric Wilson Jr. What, what happened to Preston Williams? Uh, I don't know because. Man, he's, he was balling. He, he, he was balling, then he got hurt. But like Phil Yates, who covers the NFL for ESPN, he, he tweeted out the offensive skills groups, and he did not include Preston Williams. Mm-hmm. He included Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Devontae Parker, and Trent Sherfield. Preston Williams, VFLB. VFLB, indeed. At running back, they signed Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. They already had Rasheem Moster. Then Moster was there last year. He didn't spend last year with the 49ers, unless he was hurt with the 49ers. I can't remember. But Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moster, Miles Gaskin at running back, and then uh, Mike Gusecki at tight end to go along with the receivers. And they also have Teddy Bridgewater if Tua doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean. I'm not familiar with the, the Dolphins' defense, but Patriots better watch out for that number new, number two spot in the division. Like, NFL season – it's going, to, it's, going to, it's going to be exciting. It really is with all the new faces that are in the AFC West. And then you look at what the Dolphins have done with adding um, dynamic playmakers on the outside. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun NFL season. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Kaepernick may get signed with the Seahawks. He worked out with the Seahawks. That's interesting. Yeah, I did so, not see that. Yeah, yeah. So and surprising. I, I, to be quite honest, not not saying it's the right thing or the wrong thing. I just never thought I'd see him on an NFL team again. Yeah, it ain't happened yet. But but there's a lot of storylines in the NFL. Um, basketball continues today. How y'all? How y'all? You want to know? Real D says he thinks that Preston Williams signed a one-year deal with the Dolphins. Good, good for Preston. Yeah, did I see him on that same list that you just referenced? So that's why I was wondering about Preston. Yeah, well, I, I VFLB man, VFLB. Here, here's a looks like he did resign with the Dolphins good. Uh, about a week ago. The resort, the resort. What a Twitter name. He'll be back with the Dolphins for a fourth season after signing a new one-year contract on Tuesday. He was a restricted free agent. But the Dolphins had yet to extend a qualifying offer, which would have made him an unrestricted free agent. Uh, says that after showing great promise in both 19 and 20 before an injury in the eighth game cut short those seasons for him, Williams had an utterly forgettable 2021 campaign. So this Dolphins fan site with Sports Illustrated, uh, not high on Preston Williams' season last year, whatever their word means, but... I forgot that the NCAA tournament was even going on today until you just said it. It's and, like, like, like I that. watched the games. It's just – I mean, I think everybody feels the same way. It's just when, when your team loses in the tournament, especially when you love a team the way that we loved this year's Tennessee team, it's just hard to watch the rest of the tourney. But uh, Michigan-Villanova, I, I think that's intriguing. And, honestly, I want Michigan to win. Make me feel better about myself. I don't want to see Michigan go out there and – lose by 20 and, and look like the team that they look like most of the year. I, I want to see Michigan make a little run. Texas Tech Duke is going to be amazing. I'm petty. Houston, Arizona is going to be amazing. Gonzaga, I think it's going to run Arkansas out of the gym. Possible. Possible. I, I, I think they win by double digits. Yeah. J.D. Note seems like the only guy, but at least Tony – has been stepping it up offensively, and he's very versatile defensively. So um, I want to see how Chet Holgram is going to come back and bounce back after getting basically sunned against against Memphis versus other NBA talent. That made me think less of him going into the NBA. Oh, I don't know. You better believe it. Did, did you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. Because Jalen Duran, the, the star Memphis freshman in the post, I, I don't know if you call him a center or a power forward. I think most are referring to him big as man. a center. Yeah. But I mean he he's more of a modern big man, although he doesn't really shoot from the perimeter a ton that I that I'm aware of. But he 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 took Chet Holmgren to, to town. And those are the type of guys that Chet is gonna have to deal with in the NBA. And, and not saying that Chet's game is just banging in the post all the time. It, it's it's not. It is more perimeter oriented he, he's more of a jaron jackson jr um that that type of big but i mean he's still gonna have to defend carl anthony towns and stephen adams and joel Embiid, and i i don't see i don't see that working out well at at the moment if that that memphis team kind of punked him in a way absolutely and, and look that memphis team credit to penny he he turned that season around, and they were playing great basketball. They just ran into the number one seed because they didn't start the season well. All right, that's enough Memphis love for today. But Jalen Get Durant, out of hand. bossing them, sunning them, as you that's said. Right. That's right. That's I, right. I, I, I give me Paolo and give me Jabari. That's right. And maybe even Jaden Ivey. That's right. That's right. All right, 865-255-03 is our number to the Irish Networks hotline. Our one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical Jason Swain, Ben McKee, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We'll take our first break of the day. Stick around, don't go anywhere. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865 200 5503. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. 
Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. By Daddy and Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. It's time for around the SEC. Let's get to it. We had some SEC basketball last night. Did you watch? No. Why not? Because I did not take a nap yesterday. How dare you? And how dare I sleep, you? I went to sleep like a disrespect like, Buzz Williams, like an old man yesterday. Buzz Williams was playing Steve Forbes, and you didn't watch. How dare you? I didn't watch either. A&M won 67 to 52. I didn't even know the game was on until I saw the final. Go Buzz. Go Buzz Williams. No, we want Forrest to win. We don't want AM winning. What are you talking about? You always get on to me about SEC stuff, and then here you are saying, Go Buzz Williams over I, Steve Forbes. Dude, I don't really care. You should. Have I more don't. pride. I don't. You need you need to have more pride. Uh AM was leading 32 to 15 at halftime. And won 67 to 52. That was in the NIT quarterfinals. So if it's in the quarterfinals, where does Wake Forest go next? I don't know. This article does not say either. It's like a one-sentence article. Huh? They won. No. Semifinals. Uh, I know, but it's the semifinals, the the final four in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I don't think they do the final four like that. I think they just do the championship game, if I'm not mistaken. But this will be the last the year they go to Madison Square Garden. I saw that. Did they say... I saw where they're not going to Madison Square Garden. Did they say where they're going to go to instead? Did you see that by chance? I did not. That's why I'm asking. Um, Las Vegas is an option. Ooh. Is, is what well, I saw. It hasn't been decided. Mm-hmm. Is this a permanent thing or just like a couple of years deal type of thing? Like SEC tournament going to Tampa? Yeah. And then coming back to Nashville for 10 straight years? I just Yeah, I saw this not going to be in 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 New York, which is, which is crazy. I'm so used to the NIT final being in New York and playing in Madison Square Garden. That's kind of like the mecca of basketball. Right. Um, just just, just weird. Just weird that that's not going to be this, the case each and every year. But, hey, change is, change is constant. Something you got to get used to. Just going to be weird not seeing the NIST final. A&M is in the final four. Is the final four in uh, Mass Square Garden? Yep. Okay, there it is. Uh, March 29th, they play Washington State. So five days from today. What's that? Wednesday? Tuesday? Something like that. Middle of next week. And then uh, they'll play. That's next Tuesday. And then if they win, they'll play in the NIT championship game on Thursday, the 31st, the day before April Fool's Day. Uh, and they'll play the winner, if they win, play the winner of Xavier, who knocked out Vanderbilt in the NIT on Tuesday night. 
yes, Tuesday night, Xavier beat Vanderbilt in overtime, 75-73. to Thank you, Xavier. And they had an all-time great tweet after the game. Did mm. you see the tweet? It was... You mean the one I talked about yesterday? Did you talk about it yesterday? <laughs> I don't remember you talking about it yesterday. You still thinking about a- Andy's comments yesterday? Yes. You mean the, the sideways V, they turned to an L? Yes. Should have kept the old logo. Mm-hmm. I have no recollection of you talking about that, so my bad. But uh, I guess I thought that you didn't or we didn't talk about it because we, we didn't mention Vanderbilt losing on around the SEC. Uh, so that's my bad. I'm still thinking about Andy. Andy lives rent-free in my head, so I, I apologize. But uh, if you did not see the Xavier tweet, I retweeted it yesterday saying should have kept the old logo and then turned the, the new Vanderbilt V into an L. Great, great, great Twittering. There by Xavier. But AM wins last night 79 to no 67 to 52. And they advanced to the final four of the NIT. They'll play Washington State next week in Madison Square Garden. Uh, other SEC basketball news. Arkansas plays tonight, as we mentioned last segment. Arkansas and Gonzaga, 7.09 p.m. Eastern on CBS, Gonzaga. Nine and a half point favorites. And as I mentioned, I, I would take Gonzaga to cover. I just, I know Arkansas is in the Sweet 16 and it, and it feels weird to say, and, it, and I'm sure it sounds weird hearing me say it, but I just have not been impressed the last two games of the tournament with Arkansas. It, it really feels like they've gotten by by the skin of their teeth. I, I've not been very impressed by their performance, despite Dude, I, winning. I felt like that way. Remember when we was about to play Arkansas and I was like, I just, I know that they've, Won all these games. I know that they're good. I just they just don't impress me that much. Mm-hmm. And it felt weird to say then, but like now it feels a whole lot better that I said that. And this and it and, and it, even though they have still won and got to this point, and they are the only SEC team alive in the tournament, they 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 just don't pass the eye test. They no. they just don't for me. So hopefully they. Um, Hopefully they prove me wrong. I mean, in that case, hopefully they prove me wrong. But I just haven't been able to, I just haven't been able to get on the Arkansas um, bandwagon at all because I, I see JD Note. He's a really good offensive player. I think defensively, uh, they do do a really good job. But do they have other guys who are able to make open shots, who can make um, clutch plays? I just, I just don't know. So um, I think Gonzaga's going to take care of business against Arkansas. I do too. That'll be the first game of the night. The first of four games, Michigan-Villanova is the second. It'll tip off 30 minutes later. I'm not going for Michigan. I, I'm, I, I don't know that I'd say I'm going for them. But like I said on Monday, I, I thought that the Tennessee-Michigan game was an elite eight sweet 16 type of basketball game. Like mm-hmm. I, for the most part, just a, a general thought, I, I thought both teams played a, a fairly good basketball game and it just kind of came down to the end and Tennessee couldn't hit shots at the end and Michigan throwing rainbow hook shots that, that go in because they got lucky. Magic Johnson. So I, I, I Michigan 17 and 14 and, in the regular season, that was a big topic of conversation. But they were preseason number six coming into the year. They have a ton of talent on that team. And I I, I thought they played as if they were an Elite Eight, Sweet 16 type of team. They, they played up to their potential. And I I would like to, to see that continue just to, to kind of vindicate Tennessee's loss, if that makes sense, like, no, that makes it, it sense. would it would make me feel better than seeing Michigan after playing just really one good game of basketball turn around and pee down their leg. It's it's like the chance that go on during a basketball game. For instance, when Tennessee played against Kentucky and when Tennessee played against Auburn, there were some chance of overrated mm-hmm. and it just makes your win against the team that you are beating. It takes away from your efforts. When you call the team overrated, no, you want them to be properly rated because you beat them. If they're the number one team in the country, 
and you are about to beat them, don't say overrated. You're just crapping on your own efforts and your own victory. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, right? Where, all right, you lost to Michigan. If Michigan wins and goes to the Elite Eight into the Final Four, yeah, it's going to sting, just like it did with Lala Chicago a couple of years ago. But at least you're like, well, I mean, hey, the team was just hot. The team was one of the best teams in the tournament. And, you know, you, you, you lost to that. Hey, Purdue. Purdue was one play away from being in the Final Four when they lost to Virginia a couple of years ago. But, Ben, I just can't get past Hunter Dickinson. I'm with you. Look, I, I just can't get past he, him. He is the one part of Michigan basketball that I cannot stand. I, I grew very fond of Juwan Howard as I illustrated on Twitter over the weekend and as I came back on Monday and discussed. I, I am a Jawan Howard fan. I, I don't I don't really care what anybody has to say about it. Uh, but I, I cannot stand Hunter Dickinson. He has the most punchable face <laughs> on, on the planet, which, you, which I kind of hate because uh, I'm surprised you haven't said anything, Swain. About what? I had four people tell me that I look like Hunter Dickinson. You don't look like Hunter Dickinson. My mom like- texted me and said, you kind of look like Hunter Dickinson. Oh, and I man. said, Mom, I don't know if this is a good thing. I don't know that that's a good thing, Mom. I don't, no. I don't, I don't want to look like Hunter Dickinson. And she said, but he's a nice-looking man. So Damn. that made me feel better. So my mom texted mom me that. Said it. I know. Mom texted me that during the first half. And then halftime rolls around, and I'm walking back to the media room to get me a drink for the second half. And Rob Lewis is in there sitting next to my buddy Troy Provo Heron. They're sitting next to each other, and as I'm walking up, I see Rob snickering about something. So I'm, oh, here goes Rob, running his mouth. What, what you got to say, Rob? Huh? What, what you got to say, Rob? He said, Troy, don't you think Ben looks like Hunter Dickinson? And Troy's like, you know what? I do see that. I have searched Hunter Dickinson Google Images. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Always the punch at the end. Oh uh, man, Ben, I missed it. I missed it. You do look like Hunter Dickinson and Olivier. It's like a mix between Olivier Camois and Hunter Dickinson and Steph Curry. No wonder I've been wanting to punch him. Uh, Joel Rob says Ben does look like Hunter D. Thought about that during the Tennessee-Michigan game. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he's an ugly-looking dude. I just also don't think he's the best-looking dude in the planet. But I'm also not the best-looking dude in the planet. So, I guess it is what it is. I can't unsee it now. Golly. Of course I want Michigan to lose. I don't want to see Hunter Dickinson anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see him. I think Hunter Dickinson's a great-looking guy. With a punchable face. With a punchable so if you look like Hunter Dickinson and you think Hunter Dickinson has a punchable face, that means you feel like that you have a punchable face and you can kind of be like the movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey was in, when he was in the bathroom basically beating himself up. You can do that. Yeah, I I don't feel good about myself today. Today, I, I may need to go talk to somebody about my feelings today. Today is, uh, I'm in the dumps now. Talk to your other twin. Olivier, he seems like a good teammate. Hey, Pat Olivier, you on the back. Look, just because I can't open my eyes either doesn't mean I look like somebody who's finished. Okay? <laughs> okay? You, you want to feel really bad about Hunter Dickinson, not necessarily personal feelings towards him, but uh, how unlucky Tennessee is. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, three for five from three against Tennessee. He was four for six against Purdue back on February 10th. Swain. It was one of looks like five games where he hit two or more threes. He he was three for three against San Diego State on December fourth. Focus, and then we can get to the jokes. Okay, focus, and then we can get to the jokes. I'm trying to focus. I'm trying. I'm here. Gosh. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Go take some medicine. Focus this already, morning. I already took my medicine. I'm here. Right. So there. So that's one game, December fourth, and then. January 23rd, a, a month and a half later, he was three for four against Indiana. He was two for three against Purdue on February 5th. 
February 10th against Purdue, he was four of six. And then his fifth game of the year with two or more threes was against Tennessee, three for five. But speaking to the Tennessee bad luck in the postseason, that four for six against Purdue on February 10th was the last time that he had been that he had made two threes in a game. He had 0 for 2, 0 for 3, 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 1 for 5, 0 for 1, 0 for 1, 1 for 3, 0 for 1, and then 3 for 5. He literally made more threes against Tennessee than he had in a month and a half. He had made two threes since February 10th, Swain. Two threes since February 10th, and then he comes into Tennessee and goes 3 for 5. Like, why? And, and... I was a little frustrated during the game. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. I don't think he's a good shooter, but I don't think he's a guy that you should leave wide open because the, the two or three times he was left wide open, I'm, I mean, I'm saying nobody was around him. I mean, he sat there and drained the threes, but when they put a hand in his face it is when he missed the two that he missed. But then after the game, Rick Barnes said, look, we were – completely happy with him taking all those shots. So I get it. But why do we have to leave him wide open and, and have Urosh sagging way off at like the free throw Uros. line? Did you see Floki? Or whoever. I, I was just, Urosh was the first person that came to mind. because I he thought Floki went to the locker room. Uh, I, who, who was guarding Hunter Dickinson? Where is Floki? It was Floki too. But he again, was in the paint. Yeah. I'm, I And see, I did not like that. I recognize that he's a bad shooter. Why are you bringing up old stuff? I'm just, it's just terrible luck for Tennessee. Like, the the guy doesn't hit three threes in a month and a half, and then he comes out against Tennessee and goes three for five. And that was literally the difference in the game. <laughs> literally the difference in the game. Man, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to heal and, these and wounds. See, You're opening them back up. And see, like, that, that also speaks to, like, the Rick Barnes conversation. Rick Barnes did something good in terms of game planning against Michigan. He did the right thing game planning against Michigan. You want Hunter Dickinson to shoot shots from the perimeter so he's not shooting shots in the paint, especially when you lack an elite paint protector or rim protector. So you 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 do what he did and it just did not work out. <laughs> it's like how do you fault Rick Barnes for that? And you you could Singly point to that being the difference in the game. If he goes 0 for 5 like he had been doing for a month and a half, Tennessee wins the basketball game. I'm going to the phones. I'm not going to let you make me sad today. I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah, I'm not going to let you make me sad. 865-255-03. Let's go to the phone. Got Don. Don, good morning. Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey, Don. Hey, man, I tell you, I, uh, listen, being there, and I quit bringing up such painful things, but, man, I want to cheer you up this morning. Do you, do you, uh, ever read, uh, sports, uh, thing on Outkick? Uh, no. Well, you ought to, you ought to take that up, especially Jason Whitlock stuff. But, I was just reading an article or a little story on there that might really, really help you today. Okay. Because I know I know you've not been excited about Mitch Trubisky. Correct. But there's such, but this story was Better watch it, Don. A little bit about if, if Cleveland cuts Baker Mayfield, the Steelers are interested. Swain asked me this Swain asked me this yesterday or was I don't know. Oh, did he? Asked, I, well, I, off air. He, he didn't ask me on air. He, he was, and, and it wasn't really asking. He was making fun of me uh, mm-hmm. during a commercial break, I think, or after the show. I would take Baker Mayfield over Mitchell Trubisky and, oh, what's his face? Mason that. Rudolph in a heartbeat. It, it's not even close. Oh, yeah. I don't think May, Baker Mayfield's some organization changing quarterback or, or great quarterback, but he's better than Mitchell Trubisky and. Oh, what's his face? Yeah, I, I have. I, I've never seen the infatuation with uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, he should never even been playing but over Josh, in my opinion. But that I, you know, I don't get paid to, to quarterbacks in the league. The other thing, um, 
I was going to ask you on the sports line. Uh, okay, wait a minute. We got to talking so much. And my brain kind of died. But I know you guys are, you and I have talked a little bit about different music genres. And I know you're more modern and everything, but uh, are you a fan of Motown music? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Best music ever, man. What's the matter with If, if you uh, give me some an artist or two to to listen to, I'll check it out. How about The Temptations? I've I've lis- listened to some Temptations. I, I don't mind them. It's just not my my flavor of music. Yeah, Temptations, Screams, etc. Uh, have you ever heard the song? If not, I want you to check it out. Okay. Uh, hold on just a second. I pulled it up for you, and I lost my thing where I had it. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, because it was a top, top, top. Top, uh, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. And it was originally recorded by Jimmy Ruffin, who was the brother to, you know, the maybe greatest Motown lead singer, uh, brother with the stamps, but uh, then later recorded actually by a white girl using all of the Motown backup, and it, it was actually better. <laughs> but uh, she had the she had the pipes. I mean, really had the pipes. But anyhow, I just wondered. I know I'm an old man and everything, but uh, it's pretty, you know. Uh, for being a 68-year-old white man, that's uh, that's always been one of my favorite genres. Uh, and of course, I was a, in a band was you know a rocker in my teen years, but that's uh, that's different. We can hear it. We can hear it, Don. We can hear it. We can hear it in your in your voice. It used to be a rocker back in the day. We can hear it. Jason Whitlock is not even. I'll kick anymore, by the way. Uh, I had a couple of other things I wanted to mention during around the SEC before we got, got uh, started on, on Michigan. Johnny Dollar, it's Thursday. Let it go, Ben. Why are we having the same conversation that we had last <laughs> week? Uh, that's what Rudy Vall says. Swain, I have a question for you. you uh, when at any point this week did we talk about Hunter Dickinson and his three-point shooting and the last time he made multiple threes in a game? It's been a while. I uh, think no, we didn't have the conversation. We mentioned the only thing we mentioned was the fact that Hunter Dickinson had these type of performances in big games. Um, I mean, that was a point that I made, but not about his three point shooting. No, so we, this is the first time actually. Correct, mm-hmm. and I brought that up after we were talking about Michigan playing Villanova tonight. So that, that's that's why it was brought up. Uh, anyways, Texas Tech and Duke third game tonight. Texas Tech, one-point favorite. I got Texas Tech going to the uh, Final Four. So. I have Texas Tech beating Duke on, on my bracket. Mm-hmm. And then I think losing to uh, Gonzaga, I, I think. But that one, that's a late tip. We have two late games tonight in the, the better games, honestly. 9-39 is when that game tips off. And then at 9-59, Houston and Arizona. Arizona, one-and-a-half-point favorite. So should be a, a fun night of basketball. I think tonight's going to be better. Then tomorrow night, tomorrow night, St. Peter's, Purdue, Providence, Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, Iowa State, Miami. Uh, so I, I prefer tonight to tomorrow night. But uh, some SEC assistant basketball news from yesterday. Vanderbilt associate head coach Ed Conroy, he finalized a deal to become the next head coach at the Citadel. Okay. According to uh, ESPN, he was – the head coach there from 06 to 2010. Okay. Also spent six seasons as the head coach at Tulane. Uh, so Vanderbilt losing an associate head coach. And then uh, Eric Pastrana, who is at Florida with Mike White, is following Mike White to Georgia. And the last thing that I wanted to, to bring up that I thought was pretty noteworthy, uh, Eric Stevenson from South Carolina, white boy that had a nice little shot, get to the rim. I liked his game. He's in the transfer portal. Was he number ten? I think so. Was he number ten? I remember. I remember when we played there. My text was like, "Hey, hey, hey, I like, I like his game. He can shoot it. Uh, he's smooth. He's smooth." I hope Frank Martin really does um, take Andy Kennedy's spot there with SEC Network. He would be great. Uh, Waltman says, "I don't get the Hunter Dickinson hate. You guys are weak. He's a dominant big man who can shoot threes. 
we met his parents at Indy. Great people. I hope they keep going to the tournament. Much respect. Walkman, you met their their parents. What I saw was Hunter Dickerson showing up our players and 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 um being super extra. And from my perspective, I wasn't the 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 biggest fan of the theatrics because it was against my team. Just like if someone is playing against Tennessee, they probably don't like Uros. So Walkman, I did not meet his parents like you. So I don't know him like that. So yeah, man. And also more joking, I think, as as well. Yeah, I mean I, I think we both think that he's a he's a, he's a great player. He's a, a great, baller. A great player. And it's not really hate. No, it's 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 not. We just don't appreciate the the third leg going down with his arm that he's yeah. doing after every shot that yeah, he made. Man, he's emba- he was embarrassing our team, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, if if it would have been against Marquette or somebody, we, we would not have cared. Tonight, I won't care to see him do it against Villanova. He's just one of those players that you can't stand him when he is playing against your team, but you would also love him if he were on your team. Like, Tennessee needs Hunter Dickinson. If Hunter Dickinson entered the transfer portal for whatever reason – I'd I'd be hoping and praying that Tennessee went and got Hunter Dickinson because they they needed that edge in the post this year. I, I know Uros somewhat provided it at times, but man, if I'd love to have Hunter Dickinson on my team. He's just one of those players that you don't like because he's on the other team. Exactly, it gets on your nerves. You met their parents, okay? Cool. All right, let's get to the phones. You must have met my mom and dad, right? I guess. Uh, let's get to... We got Dave Tona before we hit this top of the hour break. Dave Tona, good morning. Hey, guys. So, we talking about the great white hope again, huh? You talking about Rocky? Hulk, graduated. Yeah, man. I, I'll tell you what. Y'all can say what y'all want to say about Hunter Dickerson and, and eat soaking anybody else. That boy got some soft hands, and he's going to have a very long career. We only said that he was that he was a good player the whole time. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Jason, David. Who did UTC? <laughs> who did UTC play in their game in the, in the uh, tournament? Illinois. Okay, so I really like that coach. So South Carolina signed him. Yes, South Carolina uh, did hire Lamont Paris. And uh, apparently there's some rumors about Conzo getting the UTC job. Hands! Okay, so I really like like that coach. But my next question is, which coach in the, the upset ranks, the team that have upsets, do you think has worked himself into a bigger job? My opinion... Most definitely is the, the guy from uh, St. Mary's, and I also like him very much. Hmm, St. Mary's. I mean, I think he meant St. Peter's. Yeah, I mean, and he's uh, he's about Shane to get the Holloway. Seat. Yeah, he's about to get the Seton Hall job. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the number one guy well, to then, me. Honestly, all the ones that Dave Jones is kind of referencing have already got gotten jobs. San Francisco guy got Florida. Yep. Matt McMahon got LSU. Lamont Paris got. South Carolina. I would love Conzo going to uh, Chattanooga. That'd be awesome. You teach Chattanooga. And apparently, Frank Martin's going to get the UMass job. They should be coaching, man. They should be coaching. Hour two coming up.